welcome to smart cherry's thoughts this is sai from india How are you? Doing great, doing great. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good day, been a good week uh, at work and at home. Uh, how about you? I'm great. Uh, thank you, thank you very much for accepting my invitation and accepting to be on my show. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be on the show. Yeah, uh, looks like you have a uh, a good uh, you know. A series of uploads of conversations, and I'm happy to be part of it. So I thought to tell about uh, you and the work that you are doing to my audience. Nice, nice, right on. Can you please introduce yourself? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So my name is Austin Chadwick, and uh, you know, from a kind of tech perspective, I've been a software engineer about 15 years. Uh, so five of that was uh, from a process standpoint, like. A uh, very traditional, uh, you know, waterfall, heavy documentation uh, style thing. And then uh, for five years, I did um, kind of from scratch agile transformation with, uh, you know, Scrum. And at the tail end of that, I started to learn about some uh, excellent technical practices. And then for the last four years or so, I've been doing uh, full time uh, something called mob programming or ensemble programming. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's a, that's a little bit about me. I'm a full stack developer, uh, you know, coach, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoy what I do. So, uh, you're co-host of uh, the Mob Mentality Show. Yes, yeah, yeah, and that's right. So we, uh, uh, our show is basically um, all things agile and product development from a mob programming perspective, and so um, we'll either, you know, we have people on the show from all over the world to share about their experiences with mob programming or to share about anything agile or product development related. And then we'll kind of look at it from a mob programming perspective uh, because uh, the place I uh, currently work is kind of where it was somewhat discovered, uh, as you can say. So, uh, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a fun place to be. <laughs> oh. You're a full-time uh, uh, software engineer from back 15 years. So, how is this? What was the question again? I'm sorry. Uh, you're a senior uh, full-stack software engineer. You're into software engineering from back 15 years. So, how is this? How is this experience? Oh, yeah. it's It's been great. You know, I mean, I think... Um, yeah, it's been fun to experience many different sides of, uh, you know, software engineering and product development, you know, so even more from the traditional analyst side to coding, to testing, uh, to uh, kind of interacting with customers and stakeholders and uh, figuring out uh, how to, you know, experiment with the markets and uh, tons of different technologies. And so I think I've had a fairly good breadth of experiences, which is, which is pretty fun uh, because in my experience, uh, 
being on a team where all those skills come together um, and our, the skills aren't siloed uh, really benefits uh, the customers a lot. Yeah. So what do you like uh, most in your job? Yeah, so I think what I enjoy most is uh, basically being with people. So um, mob programming is very social. So it's like pair programming, but with more people. And so uh, basically I'm hanging out with friends all day and we're writing code together. And so we'll, you know, discuss and run experiments and talk about the results and everyone's feedback is kind of continuously integrated. And I just kind of really love that, uh, that team feeling and environment. And, uh, and it really, you know, so often in software development we'll be like, oh, we're a team, but you know, what teams go work in isolation for most of the game and then come back and resync every once in a while. That's uh, that's not what most people think of when they think of team sports, right? They're interacting constantly, second to second kind of thing. And so, I think having that real team feeling um, uh, for for almost the whole day is 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 uh, really enjoyable for me. Yeah. So, do you remember on uh, which uh, what kind of uh, software uh, development uh, products or software engineering? Uh, engineering software that you have worked all these years? Uh, can you repeat the question? I, I might have missed one part of that sentence, sorry. <laughs> so I'm sure in this 15 years uh, of experience of yours, uh, uh, you might have, right? So what kind of products uh, that you have worked and uh, what do you understood by doing engineering work? Yeah, so I, I understood you to ask uh, what kind of technologies have I worked with in uh, software and product development, is that correct? <laughs> uh, I'm asking you that uh, I'm sure uh, you might have worked on different kinds of software products. Yes. Different kinds. So yeah. working on different kinds of uh, software products in this 15 years and- uh, Yes doing engineering work for it. You are, you are constructing, you are creating, and you are developing it. So how is that experience uh, doing uh, work for different products? Oh, what's the experience we're in? Yeah, you know, it's been quite diverse, you know. So um, yeah, and, and again, I've been really liking that breadth. So early on, it was um, kind of some simple applications, but it came to be like, uh, software used in nuclear power plant uh, control rooms for logs or rounds or security and that kind of stuff. And so that that was pretty interesting. And then um, interacting with devices and tracking a dose of uh, radiation. So that, that was pretty fun. Um, and then I also worked with uh, robotics um, in, in a sense where uh, uh, it was manufacturing line of computer phones and that kind of thing. I worked on the software that controls an arm or multiple arms to help uh, uh, dispense fluid to glue things together and that kind of stuff. And then lastly, been doing cloud IoT uh, for irrigation and lighting uh, primarily, but also working on uh, kind of generic uh, web applications and data and that kind of thing. And uh, what I've noticed through it all is that um, in my, my opinion, is, in my experience, is that uh, you know, the basic technical principles hold and the uh, basic kind of agility or, uh, 
you know, interaction with customer principles hold regardless. So regardless of what space you're working in, what technology, what programming language, you know, clean code is clean code, uh, maintainable code is maintainable code, and healthy interactions and healthy delivery uh, practices kind of hold uh, regardless of, of industry. And I think one thing before I say any more is everything I'm saying here is from a uh, just sharing perspective because every uh, context, context is extremely unique in tech. Like every team, every context is very different. Um, and so anything I say is something that's maybe worked for me and you know maybe someone can experiment with, but it's not a recommendation or guarantee that I'll work in your environment. But in my experience, those things have held true uh, regardless of technology or product and that, and that kind of thing. So what challenges that you faced as a software engineer? What challenges? Uh, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I'll answer from two fronts. So one is uh, uh, from a technology front and then also from a kind of, uh, kind of feature discovery, uh, you know, uh, work breakdown front. And so from the technology front, uh, I love, uh, the challenge of making code maintainable. So whether it's new code or ancient code, uh, you know, making it so that it can be easily tested and so you can get fast feedback uh, from automated tests, uh, unit tests and that kind of thing, and refactoring it so it's easy to read. And I, I just love those kind of challenges um, with either a new technology stack or looking at ancient code from 20 years ago, how to make it testable and maintainable. And so, uh, yeah, I love that challenge. And then another challenge that I enjoy working through is anytime a customer or stakeholder asks or we're working together and it seems like the thing to do to help solve a problem for a customer is a gigantic thing, right? And so if we work on it as a gigantic thing, we won't deliver it for a really, really long time and not get feedback. So the whole puzzle of taking a big thing and finding the most valuable piece of it and figuring out how to deliver it in thin vertical slices uh, to get feedback faster uh, as opposed to a gigantic, huge thing that's a big risk. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, those are kind of two challenges that come across pretty often. So, uh, software engineering. So, what is this? Software engineering. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, software engineering is uh, basically the discipline for uh, making, I guess, from a very uh, non-tech speak perspective. Um, basically anything that a person sees on a computer, device, tablet, or phone of any kind that's, uh, that has a screen and is electronic, there's some sort of uh, software or firmware involved in that. And uh, yeah, so the practice of software engineering is, uh, you know, the design, creation, uh, maintenance, delivery, etc. cetera, of, uh, yeah of the code that makes that work. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure uh, 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 being in this position, you might have, uh, or you will be uh, observing different softwares and the engineering of uh, different softwares. You do research? Yeah, 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 I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've done research on different uh, styles of software engineering and, uh, you know, I've done some formal training on it, whether through education university or certification 
a while back, American Society of Quality. And then also just talking to people. So at conferences or on our show or podcast, just asking people's experiences uh, about how they do it and what works and doesn't work. And so, yeah, I, I do quite enjoy uh, 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 researching and learning about different ways of software engineering. So what what is your way of uh, looking at uh, a software and its engineering? How do you look at it? How do I look at it? Uh, so I think I typically try to take it on from a systems thinking or lean perspective, which is, um, you know, uh, what's the, if you not just looking at like, oh, what code or what technology or this or that, like all those things are important, but the most important thing is, hey, how do we provide value to a customer, right? And uh, how do we provide value to the world, right? You know, so what, you know, and, and so looking at it from the whole system um, and trying to optimize that um, as opposed to just optimizing pieces of it, uh, for example. Um, and one thing that is very counterintuitive often, uh, which kind of comes from a, a lean mindset, is that uh, people being busy and working individually apart from each other is often how people think high productivity works. Um, but often what people what is not looked at is uh, a lot of waste that get introduced when people work independently from each other. Is that uh, every, I, I recently heard it on LinkedIn, every time you do asynchronous work, you have to resync, right? And so, um, so you have to wait for someone else to finish and then sync your work, or there's a queue, or there's a handoff, and then there's a context switch. and um, and so there's a lot of wastes that happen um, with software engineering that are not hard to see because it's more abstract and intellectual. Um, but if you were to actually watch it, if it were like a physical thing moving around on a production floor, you would see that uh, working apart from each other individually leads to a lot of wastes. So from a resource perspective, like, hey, I'm really busy, um, is what most people think of with productivity. But from the whole system, I mean me generating a hundred things that no one else needs when we only needed two because that's my specialty and I, I only do front end and I generate a bunch of front end code and it may not even be needed or I may be generating a bunch of things queuing up in other people's work to wait for mine and then I'm waiting for them. And, um, and so looking at it from a whole system uh, helps a lot because uh, you can run experiments with different ways to work to optimize what's flow efficiency, which is uh, what brings value to the user the fastest? Yeah. So uh, in this process, you will be uh, attending to conferences and also you will be talking with your clients about the product development and their uh, and then the requirements, uh, what they need. So uh, by by talking with people, you will be collecting the information and you're putting in your mind and you will be creating something from nothing in your computer. <laughs> so like that is how something you're talking with human beings and uh, you're extracting information from them and uh, you're creating something that is useful for their business. So how this this you are able to do this in 15 years? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, early in, early in the career, it was done very waterfall. So it's like you would... Uh, Let's say they wanted 100 features or 100 things, right? 
we would write documents for all 100 things. What is, what's the specification? What's the design for all 100 things? What's, and then the code would be written for all 100 things. And then testing would be done on all 100 things and integration with the 1,000 features that were written before and make sure nothing broke. And so after a really long period of time, the customer would get something they, they could try and use. And uh, so what I've learned over those 15 years is that way has a lot of waste because often a lot of those features in the 100 things, a lot of them weren't even used. And a lot of mistakes happen because you, you know, you're making something the best you can think of, but it's not, you're not really testing it with the, the person who needs it until it's a giant thing at the end. And so what, what's been uh, excellent about the way we're currently working is that everything's really small and it's really easy to understand things when they're small. It's easy to test them when they're small. It's easy to deliver them when they're small. So the loop, uh, daily loop typically looks something like we talk with a customer or stakeholder um, about what they want to do next. And um, if it's something big, we'll break it down and figure out what the next piece to work on from that huge thing. And then what we do is we try to deliver um, a piece of that in an environment, if it's not production, ideally production uh, with like a feature flag to turn it on and off or something. But even if it's not production in a place where a customer stakeholder can try it and give us feedback. And so that way that loop uh, you, for one, you're delivering value much sooner to a person. And then two, if anything's off, they can correct it. And it's only, it's what you did yesterday. There's not a lot to remember what you did yesterday. So you can correct that and change that and make that better. And that loop, um, tends to build a lot higher levels of trust because um, there's no need for all this documentation and all this mechanics. It's just like, oh, you asked for that. We built a piece of that. How does that work? Oh, that's good. And then so they see that daily or very often they're getting value. And when they give feedback, things get changed to, ma uh, to meet their needs. Um, trust grows and also the value grows um, for the output of the system. And there's a lot less waste of things they thought they needed but they really didn't. So uh, uh, it's, a, it's a saying in software engineering that uh, uh, customers don't know what they uh, need until uh, they see it, basically. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So uh, you spent uh, in software engineering. So how do you manage your time? How do I manage my time? Yeah, so for a typical day, uh, looks like uh, for my current environment is uh, we have uh, one hour of learning uh, per day. Uh, and so that could be spent, you know, watching videos, running experiments on the side to try to learn something for yourself with a new technology, uh, new this or that. Um, and yeah, there's, or we learn as a group, we'll get together and learn things together. Um, and then it's uh, seven hours uh, working with uh, the mob or the team, where we'll work on whatever product is highest priority for our customers. And uh, we'll work on that uh, together. And it's mostly uh, this flow of switching off who's at the keyboard and uh, who's navigating and saying the ideas out loud and then someone else is putting the keyboard and then there's just kind of a general group discussion because we're all working on essentially one computer and then yes yeah, so that 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 takes up most of the day and then on friday we have three hours of learning and uh, uh five hours of uh, production work so to speak 
so uh, after completion of a project uh, you will be shifting to uh, you should you will be shifting your mind to another project so which will be completely different so how you are able to adopt and uh, convert yourself to uh, uh, other other person yeah yeah and what's um so yeah back in early in my career the way that would happen is you would sit down by yourself read lots of documentation maybe you'd have to go interrupt and bother somebody and ask questions and that kind of thing um and so the way it is now because i've switched teams and products uh four or five times in the last four or five years so about every year and a half or so i switch teams and products and uh what i love about the mob programming style is you just join the team and you're kind of already in the flow of the discussion and the work and you just ask questions as you're working and they'll answer them as you go and you'll also learn by osmosis so i remember the first uh, mob programming team I joined was in uh, a language, JavaScript, that I did not know very well at all. And um, and so when it was when I was part of the discussion, I could participate because, you know, the ideas of solving the problem you can contribute to whether you know the particular programming language or not. And then it was my turn to be at the keyboard. They would tell me exactly what to type. So just by any by the process of being in the mob, I learned programming language, the domain about, you know, who the customers are, what problems we're solving. Um, I learned the technologies, I learned the cloud technologies. And so uh, in my experience, it was a very rapid way to uh, onboard and a very enjoyable one at that too. So uh, working on different uh, products, uh, working with different clients. So what do you, what do you, you understand about what is it? Um, you cut out for a little bit. Do you mind saying that one one more time? I'm sorry. <laughs> you you worked on uh, uh, different uh, software products and uh, uh, you worked with different clients and you worked on different technologies. So we stood about uh, software development and what is it? Um, so how do I explain what software development is to clients and customers? Is that what you said? Uh, what What is product uh, software product development? What do you understood? Oh, what do I understand to be software product development? Yeah, it's yeah. it's basically. Yeah, was was that the question? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so I think it's basically the same thing as I said for software engineering before. At least my understanding. I'm not reading from a textbook or anything right now, but. Uh, is basically the uh, design, testing, development, delivery of a uh, product to a customer to provide value, to do something good in the world. Uh, and yeah, so I think uh, it's just that, um, yeah, that process to develop, to discover. Um, and it's, it's often a discovery process um, because often we don't, uh, we don't know until we get there kind of thing, <laughs> until we try stuff. Uh, and so often in a traditional perspective, it was like, oh, I know what the person wants and I'm going to, you know, deliver it to them. Where often it's, we have a hypothesis about what we think they want. How can we run an experiment to find out, right? Um, so it's kind of like um, every feature is almost uh, a uh, startup, so to speak. <laughs> How can we test the market to make sure that they really want this thing? And so it's often constructing experiments where you deliver things or uh, you can, there are other ways from the usability uh, 
uh, perspective to test without delivering, but often a good way is to deliver a small thing and see how the market responds in real life, in the real world, in production. <laughs> so 15 years back, uh, you saw how the software engineering was uh, happening and uh, being done. And now you're seeing, so in this uh, evolution, so how the software uh, uh, is being done? Yeah, yeah. So the, how has it changed? I think, you know, I don't, I don't have a great grasp on the whole world, the whole market. Um, what I, I do from, know from my experiences is that there seems to be more and more experimentation with quote unquote new things, even though they've been out for a while. <laughs> new things like agility and lean, um, but the often get misunderstood. And so what I often see is that um, agility, lean, mob programming and those kind of things, there is a small group who is getting a lot of benefit and a lot of value from certain practices or ways of thinking or ways of experimenting and learning. And there's a lot of people just claiming the name uh, and saying, oh, yeah, we're agile or, oh, yeah, we do mob programming or, yeah, we're this or we're that or we're DevOps. Um, and then they basically just keep doing the things the way they were before, but they just rebrand it and slightly adjust it and rename certain meetings to this kind of thing. And so there is a lot of um, posturing of change um, in some cases and not much real change. Um, and then in some cases, there are, is real change um, and real innovation and real growth. And uh, that is very fun and exciting to see. Uh, and I, I think I've been a part of a few of those actual changes. And I've also been part of uh, uh, changes that weren't real. <laughs> so, yeah. You as a software engineer working on a particular product that you cannot forget any memory? Uh, can you repeat that one one more time? I'm sorry. Any, any particular experience uh, you as software engineer uh, in your uh, life? Do you have any particular experience that you cannot forget any memory? Uh, on yeah, an unforgettable project. experience. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, maybe two come to mind. Uh, which is when I first learned uh, the technical practices of test-driven development and refactoring and evolutionary design. And it was just incredible experience to see all the problems I've experienced uh, up to that point and how it solved so many of those problems for me. You know, you know, you, you know, one problem was, uh, you would deliver and deliver and deliver. And the more you delivered, the, har the harder the code was to work with and the more bugs it has, and the more complicated it was. And it just became, you know, the first year you might be, you know, super successful, super excited, everybody loves you. And then year two and three, everybody's upset with you because the software is so buggy. Uh, <laughs> and every feature you add is incredibly resistant uh, to add a new feature because the existing code is so difficult to work with. Uh, and so I've lived that and then also applying uh, some of these new ways of thinking and maintaining and adding features to software uh, was really exciting for me to have those problems largely solved. Uh, 
And so it just made software development such a, a much more enjoyable experience, much more uh, satisfying, easier to go home at night, uh, easier to not work overtime because every piece you do is added reliably and safely and um, there's not much to worry about, uh, so to speak. And uh, yeah, so that was one eye-opening experience and a shout out to uh, David Bernstein, who was a trainer uh, at the place I was working at the time who really helped me see that. And then the second from more of a people side was the experience of mob programming for the first time, where it took like a very enjoyable discussion you have with friends and but also problem solving and made that my everyday uh, work life. And so, um, yeah, but I think my first experiences with mobbing was almost like being at a conference every day because I was learning so much, but also enjoying it so much. Uh, so I think those are two for me. So the software, uh, uh, the software that uh, you have worked on, so how those software are helping human beings, how it is solving their problems? Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah, so for my first uh, job, it was related to nuclear power. So basically providing energy uh, for a whole region or for the grid on you know basically anything electronic you know so it's basically a uh, a medium it could be you know electricity can be used for good or bad but it was a medium for uh, lots of utility right you know we use it for many good things um, and then similarly in my uh, second job it was uh, helping with the manufacturing of uh, phones and devices and things like that and so um, yeah similar in the respect that um, it's something that can be used for great good you know so I think there's so many amazing things you can do with technology. Um, and uh, in my current role, uh, it has to do with irrigation and lighting. And so I think one way is it helps in all the roles. I think it, it helps humans in the sense of um, automating something monotonous. Right. So I think uh, so, for example, uh, people going around to every you know sprinkler uh, control box and turning valves on and off. And if someone's doing that for many facilities in a large region, that's a lot of driving around. It's a lot of gas. It's a lot of things. Um, where when they can control that over the cloud, it saves them time to they can achieve that much more quickly from a device, and it saves them time to invest in something that's more important than uh, manually walking around, driving, and turning things on and off and scheduling things that way. Uh, from it helps can, it can help reduce uh, uh, the use of too much water you know because we can adjust irrigation by schedule and those kind of things um, and it can also be fun so some of the lighting systems are for fun right you know it's a, it's a holiday you want to turn on a particular light theme at your house and that's fun and enjoyable for a, a family and so yeah those are some of the ways I see it to uh, help people Uh, it looks like you're muted, or I can't hear you anymore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your favorite, like, working on all these projects, uh, you will be using uh, different kind of tools and different kind of technologies. So also you said, you said uh, you spend at least one hour a day to learn something new. Yes. 
so how you will learn different technologies and uh, in order to do yeah yeah so my learning time uh consists of uh watching videos so you know plural sites or uh is one i watch for basically for any like go-to for technology whether it's you know angular or net or nbc or uh aws or cloud uh so part of my time is watching those videos and i'll often exercise while i'm watching those videos um I'll often, I love audiobooks, um, not only for work-related things, but for, you know, life-related things as well, because you can do them while you're driving, you can do them while you're alone, working in the yard or getting ready in the morning, and so I'll listen to many business and tech-related audiobooks. Um, it's also a personal hobby of mine is uh, theology and philosophy, and I'm in some uh, outside work book clubs on that kind of thing, and so I'll listen to those. Uh, we'll do uh, just basic experimentation, like uh, some what's great just to learn by doing. So it's like, oh, I've heard of a technique A, you know, or I've heard of tool B, and then I'll just spin up, you know, some tech and start experimenting with that and seeing how it works. And then once I get an idea, I'll pull in one of our products and start experimenting with that to see how the tool can help with it. And uh, another thing we do quite often is we'll learn together. So uh, on Fridays, we've been doing what's called an internal open space, where uh, it, it takes the format of an open space conference, where instead of it having like a predefined agenda, um, the first 15 minutes is spent of uh, people in the group saying, hey, I'm gonna go, I wanna go learn about topic uh, B, and I'm gonna be in this virtual room over here learning about it if anybody wants to join me. And then people will present their different topics and where they're going to be at what times. And then people just come in and join them. Um, and so often it will turn into a mob programming session or a group discussion, uh, lean coffee style with stickies. Uh, sometimes it's, it turns into a retrospective format. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I found that very uh, effective uh, way uh, to learn from others and uh, learn what they're learning, basically. So they'll share what they've been learning. So you saw the, uh, the technology evolution from all these years. So how uh, software, uh, software engineering is going to be in the future? How is it going to be in the future? <laughs> so I'll put on my uh, propeller hat now and uh, do, do lots of guessing, wild guessing, because it's uh, very hard to know. Uh, you know, so there, there's a pessimistic pr uh, prediction and then an optimistic one. So I guess I can start with the optimistic one in that uh, I, I, I think it would be if, if the world keeps optimizing and innovating and growing in a good direction, I suspect uh, there'll be a few things. One, there'll be more and more automation. And so um, technology we become less low-level coding and more high-level, um, and so, and but there'll still be a need for group humans to think through it and check each other. And uh, so, as a me as opposed to us typing code for a while to complete a, a feature, we might be like, hey, let me ask uh, the computer to make feature X Y Z using technologies, you know, one, two, and three and for it to look like this template. And then it auto-generate something like that. And uh, we would still be working as a group because um, from a lean perspective, from a flow efficiency perspective, it still makes to have that human 
uh, interaction and feedback on each other on what we're making. And uh, so I think there'll just be higher levels of automation, uh, you know, and then higher levels of quality uh, with that kind of continuous synchronous uh, feedback uh, from person to person and to the technology and back. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, it, it would be more like that uh, if, it, if it goes down a better path. But I have deep respect for people who want to work alone and I would never force that on anybody. <laughs> and so I think uh, I think it would be fantastic if uh, uh, technology and software engineering and product development uh, respected people's autonomy to work the way and what works best for them. Um, and so that would be a chief thing. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to see it go that direction. Uh, it may not, but uh, th there's one optimistic prediction for you. <laughs> So have you understood the business side of the technology? Uh, yes, yes. And uh, that for me, it's uh, two sides of the same coin. So I think it's good to be a generalist to understand uh, both, both sides because both are important and interplay and the interaction between both things are needed to really come up with a, a good product experiment uh, for a customer. Um, and so I love uh, whether mob programming or other collaboration styles where those two uh, mindsets are continuously uh, talking <laughs> and learning from each other. And so, you know, for an example story is uh, someone very familiar in the irrigation domain comes and says, hey, I've been noticing this problem with people, uh, you know, in irrigation at this type of facility. And here's my vision to solve that problem. And then we give them feedback on that. But he's like, I have no idea on the technology. So we lay out some technology options and he's teaching us about the business and the domain as we're laying out those technology options. Because we need to know that to pick technology that can meet that. Um, and also meet that for a, a quote unquote bargain, right? You know, so, you know, if there's five different ways to make that vision a reality, uh, you want to pick the one that's simpler and has the least amount of uh, uh, parts to make it, uh, take much longer or introduce more risk. And so, uh, yeah, so I think in in the, while you are uh, mob programming or ensemble programming and you're off, often interacting with people or customers who are very uh, knowledgeable in the business, you naturally learn about it as you go. Yeah. So uh, you are US citizen, right? Uh, yeah, our products are used uh, internationally, uh, but uh, yes, uh, most uh, of the customers I personally have interacted with are uh, US-based. So the team or the clients that you work with uh, uh, are from the same country or from different countries? Um, the clients, yeah, so clients are international. Um, and it depends. So there are some on our team, uh, maybe not people we work with daily, who do who are from those regions and have a, a better understanding of uh, that client's culture, region, etc. So uh, you worked as a senior. You're working as a senior full stack software engineer and agile technical coach at Hunter Industries. And uh, you're working in this position for three years, nine months. So what you learned? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, 
the primary thing I've learned is that uh, it, things work best uh, when everyone who is needed to get the job done is there, right? So uh, in sync, in person. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, that might be stating it too succinctly, but I think that's that's the primary thing I've learned. Awesome. And also, uh, before this, uh, you worked as software engineer, Scrum master, and agile coach at uh, Nordstrom uh for five years nine months so yeah yeah i think the big thing i learned there was kind of the um the importance of technical excellence i think was uh maybe one of my biggest takeaways uh from working there uh saw the uh yeah i think that was where i really learned that yep great and uh, before that, you worked as software engineer at uh, Southern California Edison full time for five years, six months. How was that? It was great. Yeah, I think that was my entry into the software engineering world. And uh, I'm trying to think the primary thing I learned there is, um, yeah, yeah, it kind of it kind of goes along with uh, uh, the book uh, Joy Inc. And that uh, people in software engineering get joy from giving joy to other people and what they make. And so the more uh, the software engineering process or way of working that enables you to deliver something and see someone's response to it uh, and see the give you feedback on that value um, is really key and important thing. So. And uh, as a co uh, as a host uh, at uh, the Mob uh, Mentality Show, what what you do? Uh, what do I do as a co-host in that show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, uh, you know, I'm involved in since it's a very uh, small shop, so to speak. Um, you know, me and the co-host do all the things, whether from uh, setting up the recordings, you know, recruiting guests, uh, and uh, running social media, publishing podcasts, publishing episodes. And then during the recording, uh, we alternate, take turns on who does the introduction, uh, who closes out the episode. And then during the conversation, we both ask questions and learn uh, from, uh, from each guest. And then some episodes, uh, we just share stories from our own personal experiences. And uh, yeah, so those are some of the things I've done, we have written some code uh, to automate some of those processes, uh, and that's been fun as well. So how you are able to uh, manage it? Because you are already doing a full-time work, and uh, how you are doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a pretty early riser. So um, yeah, so when I get up in the morning, I have some time before my wife and kids uh, wake up. And, uh, and so... I will work on my master's degree, which I'm working on, which is completely unrelated to tech, or I'll work on uh, anything needed for the show. And uh, yeah, so that's typically been enough. And our goal on the outset of the Mom Mentality Show was to make it uh, very sustainable and simple. You know, so uh, you know, we we record once a week at the same time slot, and for for the most part, and uh, and then there's basically a pipeline that takes each recording and turns it into everything else. And uh, so we try to deliver once per week 
and uh, every week of the year it's pretty pretty similar as far as the process goes, but the content's very different depending on the guest and the topic. Um, and so I, I really like that we did it with sustainability in mind as opposed to something that was very expensive or took you know, tons of hours and time every week to get done, so. <laughs> so, at last, uh, what do you say uh, to the software engineers uh, who are into entry level, who are into intermediate level, and who are experts who are already in the, in the industry for a long time like you? So, do you, uh, what do you say to those people who are watching this and listening to you from any, uh, this conversation from anywhere on this planet? Nice, nice, yeah. I would say one thing is, uh, yeah, I guess, um, you know, seek to be uh, vulnerable with what you know and don't know, you know, with those you work with. And, uh, you know, don't give up your autonomy to uh, make things better. So you can always, no matter where you're at, um, in, in small ways or big, you know, run an experiment, see how it went. Uh, inspect and adapt and, and change things, you know, and so, um, yeah, so I guess it would just be an encouragement to keep that loop going, to, to always be learning, to figure out what works and what doesn't work, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that might be one thing I would share as a, a potential experiment. <laughs> sure. So at last, uh, what do you say about my questioning in this conversation? What do I say about what? My, my questions in this conversation. Your impressions? <laughs> I've seen some smiles, which is fun. And uh, yeah, you, you've asked some uh, uh, great uh, great questions. And uh, yeah, I've, I've really appreciated the time. So, and uh, uh, as, a, uh, as a person who is into technology for 15 plus years, uh, and also into software engineering. So I did master's in software engineering. And uh, I did a bachelor's in computer science and engineering. So I'm taking these interviews uh, like, uh, uh, with people like you who are already in the industry, trying to know how things are working. I'm trying nice. To and also I'm trying to tell to my audience, I have few audience. I want to tell that so that I can grow and they can grow. So, so how this uh, work is going to help for me if I work in IT in coming days? And also, have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? How is it? Um, can, can you ask the, the question one more time? I'm sorry. So how these uh, interviews uh, that I'm doing uh, are going to be helpful for me if I work in IT in coming days? Uh, yeah, so... Uh... Um, yeah, so I'll have to watch them and give you some feedback yet. I haven't watched any yet, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely watch one and give you some feedback soon. Does that sound good? Yeah. Thanks, uh, Austin. Do you, do, you want me, do you want me to share any web links of yours to my audience? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I'll uh, follow up over... Uh, the DM to give you some uh, basic links. Yeah. So my to to my podcast people, can you say how they can follow you or can see the work that you're doing? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn uh, under Austin Chadwick and uh, on Twitter at mob underscore underscore mentality. 
And uh, those are good places on social media uh, to reach out. And uh, yeah, I think that, that, that about does it. So can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Absolutely. <laughs> and also, can I put this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Austin, for your valuable time and keep going, uh, keep uh, solving more problems. All right, right back at you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, have a good one.